Welcome to the Top 8 Movies Podcast, presented by Top 8 Media. Every week we share top 8 lists from movie lovers across the globe. We also dive into actors and actresses' top 8 movies according to IMDb scores. And hear many reviews from our resident film reviewer, Mike Morgan, as he reflects on his top 8 films of each of the last 34 years. We have special edition top 8 lists on more specific topics from the movie industry. Send us your top 8 list to be read out on future episodes. Just DM us on Instagram at top underscore 8 underscore media. Thanks for tuning in and let's crack on with the show. Welcome back everybody to Top 8 Movies from Top 8 Media. My name is Owen Morgan and I'm sat down with my co-host Jessica Rose Johnson. We dive into the top 8 films from the industry and our listeners to find out just what people love about film and put them into very hard to create lists. And yes, they have to be in order everybody. Many people are sending me lists saying the dreaded line of in no particular order and my heart sinks when I realise I have to tell them that it has to be in order and then they have to go away and come back heartbreaking but that's the rules of the show guys that's the rules of the show that makes it more interesting i think it makes you really face your true love which is great so today we are doing a brad pitt so to kick off uh jess welcome back to the show as always um do you like brad i'd be surprised if you didn't but do you like brad oh no <laughs> i you know, we actually, we were asking around somebody once like, oh, who's like the, you know, the hottest male actor. And a lot of people who are younger than me, like, like uh, oh, Brad Pitt is like, that's their old actor crush. And I'm like, what? Oh my goodness. Um, it's been some great movies. I have nothing against the guy. I just, I don't know. I'm more of a Ewan McGregor fan. Yeah. <laughs> different, different style of caliber. You just said something which is really heartbreaking. You said old actor crush and i was like shit i'm old like i always think of him as being the young actor that's what we, that's what we said when she said okay. that we right. we had a school where i was at and she's like brad pitt we're like whoa 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 because mine's tom Solik. yeah that tom that makes sense and Sean Connery, like those are some classic get, older gentlemen i think there's some confusion <laughs> there um he shouldn't be in that because um, he's probably <laughs> He's probably getting on, actually. I think I did check, and I was kind of blown away about his age at this point. I was like, he does not look. I guess that's the the beauty of the movie industry and money. I suppose keeps you uh, keeps you fresh. Um, but yeah, I just I, I think you know as a as a guy, I think he's a cool dude. Um, he's just got that presence on screen and all that. So I just sort of man crush on him, but not not in a like a fancy way. I mean, just as a an artist, a craftsman. He's just very cool, and I love that. So yeah, we're doing Brad Pitt today, but before we kick off, of course, we have a poll as always. So this poll, these are all on Instagram stories, everybody. If you didn't know already, head over, follow us on Instagram, top underscore eight underscore media. And every single day, there'll be a really cool poll for you to vote on. And you can be part of the show then in many ways. Uh, this one was, which 80s movie comes out on top for you? Now, I can only pick four which is a little bit annoying. And I kind of just pick them either based on IMDb scores. So I like pick out the ones with the highest rating because then I'm in the clear, aren't I? It's not my choice. And sometimes I go, screw it. I'm just going to pick four that I like, um, which is kind of what's happened here. <laughs> so we have Back to the Future, The Goonies, Ghostbusters and E.T. Pretty solid, I would say. So for once, we don't have any joint ones, which is nice. Just a nice, clear 
split. So in last place, very sadly, heartbreaking, is E.T. How is it the bottom? That's, that's terrible. In third place is the Goonies that had 20%. And then in second place was Ghostbusters with 30%. And coming out on top is Back to the Future, 40% of the votes. I can take that. I'm happy with that. Back to the Future can take that every time. Um, I love them. What about you, Jess? Are you a Back to the Future girl? Yes. That's actually kind of a hard choice poll because I was like, man, all those are really good movies in, in their own way. So, yeah, I definitely like Back to the Future. I'm a fan. Had a little bit, a little bit of a crushy crush there. <laughs> yeah, we are. This is the crush episode. Um, but, yeah, fair, fair play to it. And I think, you know, there's one, two, three. But, oh my God, I did not like three. Two was better. But who cares? Just enjoy all three for what they were. At the time, it was quite groundbreaking trying to do some time travel stuff. Um, it's always risky. It's always a risky move, isn't it? Um, for time travel buffs. That doesn't make sense. That would not happen. Blah, blah, blah. You know, we're going to do a time travel top eight. I've started compiling the list with people at work. There are some good time travel movies out there. Um, so that's for a later episode. But today we're going to jump in to Brad. Uh, so we're going to do the top eight. And then we're going to like very quickly mention honorary ones. Because he's made so many that we just want to include some of the beautiful stuff that he's done in the past. Um, just briefly at the end. So let's jump in. Uh, in eighth place is The Big Short with a rating of 7.8 on IMDb, opened in 2015, directed by Adam McKay, starring Brad Pitt, Christian Bale, Ryan Gosling, Steve Carell. That's an insane cast, by the way. The story, three separate but parallel stories of the US mortgage housing crisis of 2005 are told, with the view that the house selling market built on a bubble will burst within the next few years. I remember seeing it, forgotten what it was about. I just remembered they had an amazing cast. So I rewatched the trailer today. And I thought, no, I love that film. It was really cool. Um, and the, the background of it and the housing market sounds like it might not be very interesting, but it's delivered in a really cool way, a really interesting way. And everybody's really, really good in it. And when it's loosely based on kind of a real life thing, you can't go wrong. So Jess Moore, I think you hadn't seen this, if I remember rightly. I haven't. I, I've seen like a little bits and pieces of it. And I think... It, yeah, like you said, this is based on a true story, but this is one of those movies that is very loosely based on a true story. From what I researched about it, there's a lot of, how do I say, creative influence was how it was worded. But some of these stories, you know, like you said, like, oh, mortgage, housing, that's not always fun for a lot of people, but it's, it's a story to be told. So some of that needed the creative liberties to be able to push along the story and get people to to watch it and be interested in hearing the stuff that happened i actually one of my master's degrees is crime intelligence analysis and one of the things that we studied is like white collar crimes so there's a book called all the devils are here which is also about a lot of this housing crisis and how it got started and stuff so if you were a big fan of the movie and you want to learn more about it and get a more historical approach there's a book, not a movie, but there's a book that tells you more about it because it is, it's an important, I say it's important, like all history I think is important in its own right. So I think it's a it's a piece of history that is very eye-opening for some people who didn't have to experience it to just know that this did happen and how badly it affected so many people. Yeah, definitely. And like part of the storyline, you know, add in a bit of, you know, silliness, but, you know, they're kind of, 
thinking about betting against the market to make loads of money and stuff. So there's a bit of kind of like interesting sort of fraudster type element to it should, what's right, what's wrong and all that. So that adds a bit of flavor to it. If you're thinking, oh my God, that doesn't sound very interesting. That bit makes it interesting. Um, different personality deciding whether they should do the right or wrong and around that. So um, hey, it's good, everyone. I, I thought it was pretty solid. So I encourage um, a cheeky watch if you can. And hey, at the end of the day, it's gotten his top eight on IMDb ratings, which is what this is based on. So it's based on IMDb ratings. So that has to mean something, right? So um, yeah, well done to it. And also just to, to mention with some of these films I noticed, he's trying to figure out if the actor has been in the film enough to qualify as being part of it to then qualify being on this list. I try my best to make sure that they're in it for a certain amount of minutes, but I don't know how to, to quantify that. So just bear with me, guys. You know, they might be like, oh, I'm not sure he's in it enough, but i really thought it through it's not this is not some vague thing so just let that be known all right in seventh place is the curious case of benjamin button with a rating of 7.8 opened in 2008 directed by david fincher starring brad pitt kate blanchett jane jason fleming and tilda swinton the story it tells the story of benjamin button played by brad a man who starts aging backwards towards his youth with unusual consequences. Very bizarre storyline. That seems a bit of a harsh finish to that bio. Um, I remember watching it. I, this is the one try I didn't get around to watching again because I already knew I really loved the film. It was so weird and different and kind of cool. Um, and that's as much as I can remember. What about you, Jess? It's such an interesting concept. That's, I, all movies, somebody had to come up with the idea, right? I also feel like it's a good story showcasing love and the dynamics of that with the condition that he has so it was there was some beauty in the story of you know when he was when he was found somebody had to love him for who he was and then through his condition someone still had to love him through that condition you know so it's it's a very interesting story i don't think there's ever been any other story told like this so a very unique storyline I'm not sure the whoever wrote the IMBD description of bizarre. I mean, it, I guess it is kind of, if you think about it, it's very unlikely of a condition, I guess. I don't know. But a, a beautiful story nonetheless. Yeah, I do wonder if my dad had added that line in because he does all my behind the scenes um, bio finding. So um, if dad's listening, I think you probably added that, didn't you, dad? <laughs> um, and it is bizarre. I give you that. But I thought, it, you know what I think about it? I think engaging i think it's one of those that hooks you when you're like whoa i think that's a really beautiful feeling where you like you just like you're in you know this is like well i'm engaged by this i'm not thinking about anything else in your life you now some films do that to you don't they um i think this, that's kind of the kind of one that does that and it's normally action films that do that for you and then things like this which are just really different really engaging um so a lot of love for it Right, in sixth place is 12 Monkeys. Now, he is in it. He's in the hospital scenes with Bruce Willis. He's in the trailer a lot. And I kind of, I don't remember seeing it, but he's in the trailer a lot. So don't come at me, guys. I put a clue in the list. Uh, it's directed by Terry Gilliam, starring Brad, Bruce Willis, and Madeline Stowe. In a future world devastated by disease, a convict is sent back in time to gather information about the man-made virus that wiped out most of the human race on the planet. Now, I love 
I love me a time travel movie. Um, so I was watching the trailer and it seemed a lot older than it actually is. It says 1995. You watch that trailer, it feels like something from the 80s or something, or late 70s. It's like, this trailer is not good to advertise this film. But I accidentally watched the trailer for 12 Monkeys, the series, which was later. And the series looks really good. I was like, oh my God, this series is really great. Is either a series or I think it was, or was it like a, maybe a free episode thing? Either way, it was a better trailer. I was like, I want to watch that. Um, and after watching the trailer, I'm not massively wanting to go back, even though I want to see time travel stuff. But I love the idea of the story. I think it's really cool. Send it back in time, find out information to try and save the future. I love all that stuff. So what, yeah, what are your thoughts, Jess, on that one? I, I felt, I think we might have mentioned this before, how like trailers from the 80s and 90s, how they told the story and how they tried to get people to the movies is just different than it is now. So it is a little, I don't know, a little comical going back and watching the older style trailers. It's just like fashion, right? You go back and you look at fashion from 10 to 20 years ago. You're going like, we wore what? But the, the sci-fi aspect, it's, it is a little difficult going backwards with the technology being what it is now. We're a bit spoiled to the technology we have for sci-fi movies. So I think the storyline is a very interesting concept, concept and think of it like for today, right? Like, oh, what if, what if that could happen for today? And we could go back for what's going on in our world now. Like, hmm, interesting concept. But I don't think, I, I think unfortunately the technology piece, since we're so far from it, it's not on my highest list of movies to rewatch, but it does seem like a very interesting story and concept to to hear the story to, to watch the whole story yeah definitely um yeah i'm kind of intrigued to watch it but also not so <laughs> we'll see um i do like bruce in some things but um but yeah we'll leave it at that i don't you know we're, we're a positive show so it's all good right in fifth place uh, i know you cried watching this trailer because i remember how upsetting it was 12 years a slave now he's in it fair bit in his role i get that he's not like in the top three or four but i kind of have to include it because his character was quite influential in the actual story itself the impact he had so that's really cool it has a rating of 8.1 on imdb it's directed by steve mcqueen starring brad um i really struggle with this guy's name he's a star in it he's absolutely amazing so twitel aljafor you all know who i mean and michael fassbender Based on a true story of one man's fight for survival, where we see a free black man from New York abducted whilst on a journey down south and sold into slavery, but can he survive? God, I'm really crying again. This film was so told with so much hardship. And Chiwetel was just, he was unbelievable in it. And it's so heartbreaking because it's not just, you know, the traditional story we might hear from slavery, you know, you don't have the backstory of them coming from being more well off and having a family and being part of society and then being tricked into it he's tricked into slavery and um fassbender is oh, horrible in it his character is so horrible and he's like i hate you fassbender even obviously he's just an actor <laughs> and that's how good he was um and it's just and there's a scene in it you know you just have to survive here and he's like no but i want to live oh um and it's beautiful. It's I guess it's not something you're going to watch like two or three times or you're going to watch it every Christmas. But I think it's a must watch in someone's lifetime to really be to appreciate how grateful we should be now um, and how privileged we are, especially, you know, being white as well. Not having that backstory, but um, yeah, beautiful, powerful, 
Oscar-winning, Oscar-worthy. So, yeah, what are your thoughts, Jess? So I'm almost sad to admit that I have not seen this movie because I always hear such amazing things about it. And it's actually based on a famous book, which was a memoir that was published in 1853. So it's it's another one of those like history. History is important. And I think it's it's always nice to see that even the dark moments of our history that we're still telling those tales because those tales are so important. It's still part of our history and being able to hear these stories and see these stories and remind us of a time where, wow, how it, sometimes it's like unfathomable for me to understand that mindset, to think, wow, that's how people actually thought a hundred years ago, 50 years ago. Like even today, something's come up and I'm like, people really think that way. I'm like, what? So I love getting to see such beautiful movies made and I have not heard one bad thing about this movie. And I really think it needs to be on my list of uh, watches to, to come up because it's everything I hear is just great. And everything I've, I've seen about it, it just seems like a beautiful story told about a not so great part of our history, like a dark part of our history, but it's a, it's a dark part that we need to talk about. So I think it's an important story. Yeah, definitely. And it will test the time, you know, these films can be shown, you know, 50 years from now, it still needs to be told. There's no age to stories like this, whether it's on screen or otherwise. So, um, yeah, it's it's beautifully made. And I think out of all of the films that we talked about in eight or nine episodes, Jess, I would put that at the top of the list. So you, you, in your lifetime, make sure you see it because I think it'd be really powerful for you. So, And that's, that's, that's high praise from all the films we've talked about so far. But for me... No, you haven't seen that. I don't care about the rest of the stuff at this point. I just want you to see that. So um, that feels really nice. Okay. In fourth place, I appreciate you wouldn't have seen this. It's very British. Back in the day, probably not even sure how many cinemas in America really ever got into, but it's a Guy Ritchie film. So fourth place is Snatch with a rating of 8.2, um, directed by Guy Ritchie, starring Brad. Jason Statham, it was like one of his first films. And Stephen Graham, uh, unscrupulous boxing promoters, violent bookmakers and Russian gangsters. And an incompetent amateur robbers fight to track down a priceless stolen diamond with consequences naturally so if anybody is british will know got lock, lock stock and two smoking barrels and snatch they were like london gangster movies um lots of fighting um it was really rough and ready and it's so british in a non um period drama way it's just like the other side of british um and snatch is fantastic as is lock stock um brad's character and it is hilarious He's like, uh, I guess in America would be like trailer park, maybe. I'm not trying to be derogatory, but kind of like um, we would call them like Irish travellers over here. They live in caravans and they've got, it's a terrible stereotype. But Brad's playing that. It's like, what the hell is Brad doing? He, he plays like rom-coms or like really cool action films. It's like, what the hell is he doing in this film? But he's brilliant in it. Um, and he's in it quite a bit. And Jason Statham is fantastic in it. And that's what turned him into the hard man he became in cinema. So I'm going to leave it there because I just loved it so much. Um, and did you see the trailer? Do you know anything about it? What are your thoughts about British gangsters? What's your thoughts? Yeah. I don't think I'd heard of the movie before it was on the list. I watched the trailer and it didn't. Yeah, like his Brad's character is very un 
typical Brad. So very kind of, yeah, like, like a trashy. <laughs> it's, it's almost comical just even seeing the character he portrays or it's like, what is this? Like you said, it sounds like a fun plot line, you know, something, something fun to watch. That's, um, you know, unique in its own way. And the, the trailer definitely looked like it would be a fun movie to enjoy watching. It just, if anything, just a very untraditional Brad character, I think will be, be fun to see. I did not realize that it was Jason's one of his first movies, though. So that'll also be kind of fun to see. It's like, oh, what was he like in the beginning? He was just, he looks insanely young. It's like, what? Because his story was he, he was just selling jewelry in a, on a table in London. And um, Guy Ritchie spotted him and convinced him to come for a casting. So if it wasn't for that, he never had, would have had that career. He was just selling watches and stuff from a table. That's his story. But it was much, he wasn't, he must have been like mid-20s, early 20s. It was quite late, really, in the grand scheme of theatre and movies. So, yeah, I just, that's life for you, isn't it? These things happen. People, right place, right time. Pretty cool. But yeah, it's um, it's very British. It was around the era of where we, we had that. We had a lot of football hooligan films back then as well and cop stuff, which was all like gangster gritty stuff. But then that was overtaken with a bit more class. So they started making, um, you know, classier cop stuff like Luther um, that I think got over to America. Luther then made it a bit classier than just being really silly and having bits of jokes in it. It was like really dark stuff when that came along. Anyway, that's enough British history for you guys. Right, in third place is Inglorious Bastards, with a rating of 8.3, directed by Quentin Tarantino, starring Brad, Christoph Waltz, and Diane Kruger, plus loads of other amazing people. In Nazi-occupied France during World War II, a plan to assassinate Nazi leaders by a group of Jewish US soldiers told with zany dark humour. I think my dad's put that in. Told with zany dark humour. Nice one, Dad. Um, I watched the trailer for this and forgot how amazing Brad is. His character is fantastic in this film. And though the tone of it's a bit, oh God, I'm not sure about this around, you know, um, being in, the, in deep Germany and all that, you know. It's really hard, isn't it, with the war stuff to be making like a spin-off of entertainment based off war. I, I'm always conflicted. Oh, I shouldn't like it. It feels wrong. But it's just a really well-made movie. So I was conflicted. I'm conflicted in liking it, and I'll leave it at that. What are your thoughts, Jess? I think that's a that's a good good point. I mean, it's it definitely got that classic Quentin Tarantino vibes, where it's like if the title itself didn't tell you, right, it is very it is very intense, which is the the language and the action and everything. I think it's you know I don't know. I think there's a lot of healing through humor, and we go through so many dark things, and our history has so many dark things about it that there's kind of it's a, I don't know, I guess he did such a way of making a spin on something that was serious and a good point, like the zany dark humor, but that's a lot of how like we cope. And a lot of the work that I do, you know, having some, some dark humor, or even dealing with my husband's condition, you know, there's healing through humor. Um, I'm sure that for some people, it might be a little too much if they're tied personally to the story. And I just, I thought it I thought it was very entertaining. It was very shocking at times, but like I said, kind of classic Quentin Tarantino vibes. Um, there's another movie that came out recently that was a bit of a it had some humor, and I can't think of the name of the movie. Dang. Um, but it had some bit of humor with Hitler and how it was through the eyes of a young boy. 
and it had gotten some criticism, but it's like, well, think about it. Like this is this young kid going through this, this historic moment and doesn't know how to interpret it and is being told how to interpret it. So it was kind of like seeing this bit of dark history through a young boy's eyes. And I'm sad. I don't remember that, that movie, but Glorious Bastards, I think is a, a way to be able to sit down. Yes, there's some history behind it, but being able to have some humor through the through the dark parts of our history, I think is also, I think that's okay. Yeah, it's kind of like a way of processing, processing it, processing emotional, processing a really traumatic story. Um, you know, you and me have been in the well-being industry for a very long time, so we know all about trauma, trauma recovery, and how can we approach it and see it in new ways so it doesn't become overbearing. This is a very deep chat for a film <laughs> based off Quentin Tarantino's work, but I guess we're just justifying enjoying something like this but i just think this is brad's list and he is amazing in it so much love for that it's so good such a good character and a lot of the films in this list he's played some really interesting characters um and actually they're all quite different aren't they in their genres as well from serious serious to silly to action so yeah i'm glad that it's such a such a blend Right, in second place is Seven, rated 8.6 and opened in 1995, directed by David Fincher. He's come up a few times today now, David Fincher, starring Brad, Morgan Freeman and Gwyneth Paltrow. The story, two detectives, a rookie and a veteran hunt a serial killer who uses the seven deadly sins as his motives for killing the unfortunate victims. Um, I laughed everybody, by the way, because I cut it out. Um, I said nine instead of seven, just so you know why I was laughing. I'm not laughing about the seven deadly sins. Um, but uh, yeah, I, w I went back and watched the trailer. I was like, I've not seen it. I watched it. I was like, oh my God, I want to watch this again. It's like a, watching it for the first time again, the trailer. Um, such a cool idea for a storyline. Really intense, great chemistry between uh, Brad and Morgan Freeman. And of its time, if you release that film today, it would work. That storyline would work so well, like the countdown, the seven deadly sins, blah blah blah. Um, so it tests the time. I think it does. It, it just it really holds up. So um, I love Seven. What are you? I don't. Have you seen this? I don't think your name was on this when I sent it. I have not seen this movie, and I I don't I don't remember. I was watching the the preview and I'm like, man, I don't think I've heard of this. And I, I love a good serial killer movie. And I'm a secretly a fan of vigilantes. And in high school, my history teacher is a long story, but in short, we had serial killer Fridays. So on Fridays, we studied serial killers in my history class. It was, it was great. Maybe that started my, my interest in some of the things I've done and researched in my life. But I watched it I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a cool concept. Like, am I allowed to say that? A cool concept is serial killer killing people with the seven deadly sins. But I, I would definitely like to watch it. It seems like a really interesting story. And again, I just you know, love a good story about serial killers. Fair enough. And uh, this would be right up your street then. But yeah, like I said, test of time, it holds up. A really different kind of story. And it's kind of not been repeated since, really. Um, and even the trailer made it feel not as old as you think it would be um and seeing Gwyneth Paltrow in it it was like, oh what the hell is Gwyneth doing in this this is really cool um so I was really happy for her too I don't know why in retrospect um but yeah it's a really good film I recommend it everyone and in first place let me guess it involves a club something you shouldn't 
I can't remember the storyline for it now. The, the, um, it was a tagline, wasn't it? I completely forgot it, what it was. The famous tagline. But anyway, it's Fight Club, everybody. It's rated 8.8, .8, which is amazing, by the way. Oh, guess what? It's directed by David Fincher. I'm seeing a theme here. Starring Brad Edward Norton. He's so good in it. And Helen Bonham Carter. An insomniac office worker and a devil-may-care soap maker form an underground fight club that evolves into something much more sinister and shows toxic masculinity not seen before. Jess, am I right? You've not seen this? I'm spoiling here. I have seen it. Oh, good. It. What? Oh, yeah, your name's on it for some reason. Uh, let's start with you, then. Um, I'm going to lose cool points. Oh, I'm afraid uh, you are no longer a co-host. <laughs> I, I don't, I actually, I, I put in the notes, like, I really should rewatch it. Because after I saw it, I felt like I was like, what the hell did I just watch? And then my husband teased me so much about it. I thought, did I just not understand? Did I miss something? So he thinks I was too confused. And that I just didn't grasp what was going on with the storyline. So after he kind of explained it, I was like, oh, wait, I think I just mentally, I think I just went a whole nother way. So I don't think when I watched the movie, I don't think I watched it in the right mindset and really understanding the storyline. And maybe that's why I'm just kind of like, I don't, I don't get it. But after my husband teasing me so much and telling me like his view on it, I'm like, oh, that kind of makes more sense. So I really think I need to go back and watch it to really justify my opinion on this movie, especially because it is so popular. And I, I guess, I don't know. I also tend to like think popular, a lot of the popular movies, I'm like, eh, they're, they're good, I guess. <laughs> I think it was, um, at the time, it was just like, oh, this is really different. It's like really edgy, you know? Um, in, in its livery. It was very stylish too. It was stylish and hardcore, you know, and it was really different. I think that's what made it stand out massively more than anything. If you released it now in this timeline, as we are today, it may get blended in a little bit more than it would have then. But um, but yeah, like I said, it was just, it was cool. It was cool and edgy and, you know, full of action and a really good backstory to it as well. So it was pretty good so i recommend maybe revisiting this bad boy at some point if you can yeah i definitely think i need to give it another another shot because the way a few people have described it is it's kind of kind of a bit of a psychological thriller so be interesting to rewatch it with a, a better mindset to accept the story yes fair enough but from this list 12 years of slave is what you need to watch if you can only watch one of these eight that's the one um on the right kind of day as well it's quite it's quite deep but um i think that's a pretty amazing list and i'm just we're not going to go into detail about it i'm just going to read out all of the ones that didn't quite make it and it makes you realize his list and jess maybe you can just tell me like your favorite two of this list at the end so we've got oceans 11 i've got 7.7 .7. fury 7.6 was upon a time hollywood 7.6 moneyball 7.6 i won't do the ratings now i've got babylon bullet train allied world war z the assassination of jesse james uh babel babel troy meet joe black sleepers and edge of the floor legends of the fall that is an insane list and for me i would probably say oceans 11 and fury i love both of those and bullet train was amazing so those those would be mine any of those stick out for you bullet train probably number one and oceans yeah. following very closely definitely definitely amazing well 
congratulations brad if you didn't know already you've done some good stuff my friend we want to thank you for creating the content for this today so let's do a cheeky little poll to end the show everyone thank you for tuning in once again to us rambling on about films uh let's see what we got so it was 80s at the beginning so now we are looking at which film beginning with a is topping people's lists so these are really fun i just pick a random four films that begin with a no particular reason they're just the four i first think of so we had ace ventura pet detective aliens alice in wonderland and american sniper that's a really weird combination of films and i love it for that reason so in joint third place was aliens and alice in wonderland and now i'm feeling a film in, involving those two would be quite good aliens in wonderland with alice would be quite interesting so well done to those two i'm sorry you didn't make it and then in second place is american sniper which i absolutely loved that was 34 percent. and i'm so happy to say that ace ventura topped it with 44 percent. i'm very surprised because it's very old-fashioned probably doesn't hold up very well now it's probably sort of got some controversial stuff in it but it was in jim carrey's heyday I'm, I'm happy for him so what are your thoughts on that jess i i'm not a huge aliens fan but the rest of them i love and i'm kind of surprised that ace ventura got number one but i think it's great i i watched them i laughed my butt off watching them oh, you're right they're probably they're not um they're probably not as accepted nowadays but i think it's still you know comedy is comedy right if we take too many things too seriously then we'll never get anywhere yeah quite i think i want to watch rewatch it again because some of these films are really terrible now some of the content but i'm not sure on that one i'm trying to remember there's too much wrong with it um after rewatch it i think see what i think well, we will be doing the jim carrey top ten uh, top eight at some point anyway so we'll be able to watch trailers for that but yeah thanks so much everybody for tuning in again thank you jess for being on uh we are on our way to episode 10 which is going to be a very special one so make sure you tune in for that one um and if you have any lists everybody i didn't mention this in the last few episodes if you have any lists head over to instagram and dm it to me it can be niche certain topic it could be films in space films based in the desert films with one particular actor or whatever just send them over we'd love to do what we've done here today and start diving into them all that'd be really, really cool all right everybody thank you for listening and we will see you in our next episode send us your top eight list today to top underscore eight underscore media on instagram today if you find it too hard to create your top eight of all time, then why not a top eight from a certain actor, actress, genre, or director? You can even make it more niche. For example, the top eight films set in space. Your list could inspire, so join the top eight media contributors today. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week.